UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello. Welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. And we're going to talk about Michigan's Peach Bowl, where they lost by a score of 41-15 to to Florida. Well, Andy, what would you think about that one? Well, like every other Michigan fan, I was very disappointed that I thought that Michigan matched up very well against the Gators of the University of Florida and, and uh, that we should give them a tussle. But I was really disappointed that we were embarrassed like we were. They took a lesson from Ohio State, studied it for all that time between the end of the regular season and the bowl, and they made us look bad. It was embarrassing. Between those two games, uh, our defense gave up 103 points. And to me, that's unbelievable. I thought they were much better than that. They, their, that defense has been solved. Florida knew exactly what to do. The script had already been written. And offensively, Michigan was a disappointment again. 15 points and two of those points came on a 60. That's not enough. They didn't do well. I didn't think Shea had the package to do well. I didn't think they used the wide receivers like they should have used the wide receivers. They got a great group of three, at least three there. They didn't use the slot hardly. They used the slot hardly at all. Uh, Grant Curry didn't have a real good year and didn't contribute much in that game either. So all in all, on both sides of the ball, it was a very big disappointment again. What I thought, what I thought was, what I thought was interesting, Andy, was while everybody was concerned before the game about Rashawn Gary um, not playing and Corinne Higdon not participating, really the players they ended up missing the most were Devin Bush and Jawan Bushel Beatty. So it was interesting that you know the the players who missed ended up having a big impact, but it wasn't necessarily the ones that that uh, people were fretting about for most of the time. And I, and I have to tell you, um, the, the absence of, of Bush, you could, you could just see Florida, you know, taking advantage of that. And, Absolutely. And, and as nice as it was to see some other guys get reps at running back, I don't really put – uh, the lack of running game or the lack of running attack on them so much as no. you really didn't see the offensive line uh, getting very much of a push or opening up very many gaps. If you looked at the shirts and when the ball was snapped, you could see that the white shirts overwhelmed the blue shirts more often than not. Another problem was the time management at the end of the first half. Where was the sense of urgency? Where was the scheme? to get points late. They got a two-minute set, but it's only for two minutes, I guess. I, I wondered about that. I thought that was a mistake. They did worse against Florida as far as TCL pressures and sacks than they did against OSU. Unbelievable. The O-line, the backs, and the tight ends all share the blame, and a lot of people are picking on Stuber at right tackle. But that's only a second game, and you knew he'd be picked on and his second in his second game, he's got all the measurables to be a good tackle, and by next year he will be. 
but it wasn't there this year. We missed the uh, we missed Bush, Bushel Beatty. Uh, and be, you know, just because the season took a nosedive, it doesn't mean the Wolverines will be a bad football team next year. Each year is unique. Each year starts over. It's de novo. They got they got at least five guys that might come in and be able to five freshmen that might be able to fill talent slots where the talent is missing now. It's, Michigan will come back. They'll fill the team, but they have a lot to fix on defense, and the year was this year. Everything set up this year. The defense looked solid. They had experienced play, players. They only lost one player uh, or last year to this year. And uh, the stars seemed aligned up until the last two games. But people had the had the, the other coaches had the script of ten games prior to measure them by. And Michigan is so predictable and does the same thing, runs the same scheme all the time, runs on first down many many times. Uh, and gets, they got in this game on first down on the runs, they totaled 2.6 yards carry average. It's not good enough. So I think the, the, they have a lot of scheming to do. I'm sure that Harbaugh will take a good look at things. He says no staff is going to change. Well, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily believe that. I'm sure that. Yeah, neither do I. Any thoughts that he has, um, you know, he's not going to share with us. You know, one thing that I was surprised at was, once again, you saw a Michigan team that, you know, at halftime was was in the game, very similar to the game versus Ohio State, and came out in yeah. the second half and was pretty much, you know, blown off the ball. And, and that disappoints me. Um, you know, you mentioned how the offense was predictable all year. Um, mm-hmm. Not only was it predictable, but it really didn't evolve. You know, I think we kept expecting that they were holding something back, that they had something in the bag that they were going to unleash on Ohio State, and really they didn't. Uh, and they certainly didn't have anything to unleash on Florida. One thing I'll tell you, having been at the game, is that um, once again, you know, and we've talked about this before when, when Michigan goes to bowl games, had, especially when they head down south, is it was very much a partisan Florida crowd, um, you know, f- from the beginning, uh, you know, as the first play, uh, you know, Christian Turner had what looked like to be a really nice touchdown run, which would have set a really nice tone, and uh, he had stepped out of bounds, which it's, it was the right call to call the, the playback. But absolutely. When, but when it was under review and it was announced, there was a roar in the stadium, and that roar uh, was pretty much there for the whole game. So sure. um, I think you know when we're looking at um, systemic problems for Michigan as a program, you know we've talked about this before, but they continue under Harbaugh. Michigan does not play well on the road. That was that was part of it. And you know another thing is is that. Once again, you know, similar to the Ohio State game, you saw Michigan get down, you know, two scores, uh, 
and they have no other gear of the offense. They have no quick strike. They have no way to go downfield. Um, you know, they're down, and as you said, they're running on first down. And, and again, um, the Michigan offense is set up to grind and systematically go down the field and chew up the clock and score. But when you're down a couple touchdowns or more, as we've seen, unfortunately, you, you need something more than that. So that that's that was one of the takeaways I took away from the game is that, you know, you have, you know, some bad luck, you have some bad plays, and you're down two touchdowns. You know, and it was interesting because I was, I was watching the um, game with Alabama, and, you know, yeah. there's a team that got down. You know, Alabama was up 28 to nothing, and the game wasn't over. You know, uh, the opponent came back and, 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 you know, started chipping away. And, and, and again, if Michigan's down, you know, I, the way I feel, if Michigan gets down 17 points, and what I mean by that is two touchdowns and something, it's pretty much over. That, you know, there's, there's no way of, uh, of them overcoming that kind of a deficit. And, and that's kind of, that's kind of disappointing. Um, once again, it's more, that's more than kind of disappointing because it's ingrained into the kind of the style of offense that they have. In an era when everybody else is scoring a hell of a lot of points, we still got a bully on defense to hold the other guy so that we can make three touchdowns win it. It's it's beyond my mind why the why uh, they don't go to those wide receivers more. And, and get a passing game that's a real passing game. Now this year he worked on the, or last year he worked on the running game. This year he's got to work on the passing game. That, that'll come back because they know how they want to do it and they're going to have better people to do it. Maybe even they're going to have more talent at the position with Charbonnet coming in. I don't know. Everybody says he's ready to go. He's got the physique. And he's got the speed and everything, except that right now he's hurt. But other than that, uh, they could be a little better in the running game next year. They have to be a hell of a lot better. But the, Harbaugh has got to improve that, modernize that passing game. It's just not modern, and they just they don't have an offensive line. They gotta they gotta have some some. Some slants and crossing patterns and short stuff, and they got to have a slot receiver that can do things, that can break himself open. He gets that ball. He can get some yards afterwards. They got three guys coming with talent on that, so maybe that'll improve. Well, Andy, that that, mo- that's part of the problem. I mean, you know, if you look at it, you have Peoples Jones at wide receiver. You have Nico Collins. You had Zach Gentry. You know, at tight end. You have Tariq Blackback. It seems like you would have the weapons to go downfield, and and we I'm just sure. didn't, and we just didn't see it. Um, you know, you can look at the yards, and the yards are decent. You know, two hundred and forty nine yards, but that's misleading. It, yeah, it that, never seemed. It never felt like they were dangerous. You know, shall I say? I mean, it never. You never really felt that. You know, and again, you know, talking about the the point differential, once it was twenty seven to ten, for all intents and purposes, it was over. And you know Michigan. You only, too. Michigan only managed you know five points after that. Um, yeah. You know, and and again, that's like as you mentioned, the defense kicking two in. So, I think the the problem, you know, again, the problem is twofold. First, we have an offense that uh, 
you know, has petered out, sputtered, and and has been figured out and has been stymied pretty pretty oh. well the last two games. And you also have a defense that's been exposed. Yes. Yeah, two sides of the ball there. That, uh, and the special teams couldn't score and didn't. So, or, uh, except for field goals. So, uh, the question is, are they going to be better ne- next year? That's what everybody wants to hear about. Is, are they going to be better next year? And I don't think right now there's any way that we can tell. A lot of it's going to depend on what Harbaugh does. And he needs to restore his reputation. Uh, Brown needs to restore his reputation. And he's gotta, he's gotta know how that they can put a little zone in there that works. They played some zone and it didn't work for them at all. So they gave it up. And one thing I wonder about, they, in practice, they, they practice against Michigan's offense all of the time. And that's a one trick offense. Uh, play action passing, uh, get, get large number of yards on the first down and then you're going to make it. But when they get put, stuck at third and long, it's pretty bad. And when they go into a ball game like Florida and they can't hit a critical third and one, which then became a fourth and one, and the one was less was four inches, and they still didn't get it. I wonder what the hell's going on with them. I'm well, still mad about that one. Well, and again, there's, there's definitely a lot of adjustments that need to be made. You know, I I keep coming back to, and and we've talked about this before, that I'm I'm starting to believe that our defense is a bully defense. That absolutely that's what it's intended to be. Yeah, but the issue with that is, is that yeah, they're really good at bullying teams that aren't as talented as them or aren't as fast as them. But when they're popped in the nose by equal talent or an extremely motivated opponent, they kind of fold. And when I when I say bully, I don't mean it in a positive sense. I mean it's the bully that when when it's it gets stood up to. Um, when the team doesn't just roll over, that they have some trouble. And again, I mean, I, I as much as the defense looks spectacular, you know, statistically, uh, one of the best in the in the country. Although it's, I'm finding that really hard to believe after the last two games. You know, I think it's one of those paper statistics. But it's re- just statistically. Yeah, the best doesn't mean anything. It's a, it's win, the win and loss column that we got to look at, right? What I'm starting to wonder is, again, it's a gimmick defense, and it looks really good when you have more talent than the other team. But, you know, you're supposed to win when you have more talent than the other team, right? That's not really a shock. The question is, is this defense good enough when it stacks up against an Ohio State? Or I will tell you, Michigan might have been unhappy. The fan base might have been unhappy to be playing Florida in the Peach Bowl. Florida was relishing an opportunity to come up and and have a chance to answer what Michigan did to them last year. So it was well, they'd never beaten Michigan. It, it was ever. yeah, but again, I mean, 
I don't know how much that matters to the players on this team. I mean, they weren't around for those previous games, but they did care about last game. They did care. You know, they were not uh, they were not butthurt about being stuck in this game. They were they were happy for the opportunity. Again, they had a, a predominantly Florida crowd supporting them. And, you know, I will say this. What an amazing stadium. And, you know, I, I know that that's kind of a, you know, kind of a, a not a big deal considering how poorly Michigan played. But, it you know, the, the, the Peach Bowl people said that um, they had an impressive facility and it, it genuinely was a really nice place to play. Um, really nice sight lines, incredible video screens. Um, re- and, and I'll tell you, Andy, one of the other things is um, everybody I interacted with there at the concession stands, behind the scenes, everybody was, was genuinely friendly and went out of their way to be helpful. And even the concessions were inexpensive. And I don't know how they did that, but it really it's really optimized um, for a fan experience to be able to go and, and enjoy a game. So, unfortunately, it's too bad that Michigan fans couldn't enjoy it more. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, and, and I'll say one thing. You know, last year, you know, Michigan went to the Outback Bowl. And the upper decks were practically empty. And, uh, you know, they announced the crowd at 74,006. And, you know, was it 74,000? Probably not, but it but it was real close to seventy. Um, again, it was very well attended. Um, you know, fans from both fan bases showed up well, which is one of the nice things about when you know that that uh, bowls like when Michigan shows up. I got to tell you though, I, I you know between last year's game and this year's game, um, you know, of course, a lot of people are hopeful that Michigan will be back at that facility because it will be in the rotation for the college football playoffs, but. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'd I'd really like to see Michigan end the season on a good note. You know, this is the second year in a row that you know you followed up a, a disappointing loss to Ohio State with a disappointing bowl loss um, to a team that you know really don't care too much about. You know, it's not there's not a lot of tradition there. It's it's not you know it's it's again it doesn't have a lot of luster to it, at least from a from a fan's perspective. But boy, Florida relish putting a beating on Michigan, and uh, I think that you know. Again, we talked about hopefully this is the the first game of next season as far as evaluating talent. Um, you know, there were a couple bright spots. Um, I thought, uh, you know, we did see that perhaps the um, you know the replacement of Karan Higdon is is somewhere there. You know, Christian mm-hmm. Turner had a couple nice runs. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, had he did. A, he had a really nice run to start the game that, unfortunately, he stepped out of bounds on. Um, yeah. So, again, uh, you know, one thing I was surprised at is I really thought we were going to see a second-string quarterback sooner than we did. But, um, you know, again, that's that's Harbaugh's prerogative. Now, one thing that is interesting, Andy, is I know that you've, uh, you've had a chance to uh, watch Harbaugh and listen to his post-game press conference. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, he he was in a particularly um, stellar mood, and I mean that sarcastically. Um, you know, he, uh, another press conference he didn't want to be there, and uh, it was interesting. I mean, it was four. You know, I timed it. It was four minutes and thirty-five seconds. Um, and what was funny was 
you know, you had a, a representative from the Peach Bowl there running the press conference. And it was a predominantly Michigan beat. And, mm-hmm. you know, people knew not to ask questions because he wasn't going to answer. You know, you, you, you yep. kind of you kind of get a vibe from him where, you know, you ask questions and he, he gives you the one-word answers. Um, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting is, you know, he was asked if he thought um, Michigan was perhaps overconfident heading into the game, and he's like, well, I thought they were ready. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, you, you, can, mm-hmm. you know, again, if he's going to say so little, you kind of parse his words. It wasn't we're ready. It was they're ready. So, yeah. Um, again, he, he did not seem, you know, not too, he didn't seem too pleased. And, uh, you know, there was a quite now I will say that, that although I know during the week, somebody asked him about, you know, the NFL, nobody asked him in this press conference if, uh, you know, if he was getting ready to go, um, you know, they, they, you know, asked if anybody had reached out and he's like, well, no, me or my people, but, you know, no specific questions about specific teams as, as have been in the past. So, Again. Well, there, there's a lot of criticism of him and Brown. You know, I've read quite a few people wanting to fire Brown, and I think that's a big mistake. I think that it's time that Brown adds to his repertoire and puts something in there besides the answer to all uh, defensive problems is aggression. I don't think that is the answer. He's got a couple areas there where he better teaches people to play a little effective zone because they just they played some, but it didn't work. And it's because they don't play enough of it in practice, probably. He knows how to fix it. You know he knows. And I think that this now has been a uh, amassed a big enough problem so that they'll take some action on it. they got plenty of time over the year to do it. And Harbaugh himself, you know, is uh, being called a bum coach and ought to be fired by some people, and that is stupid because he deserves another chance. He deserves at least one more year. We'll see what he does with this year. I think it really is important to the $7 million man that, that – uh, his team improves and wins some big games, even if they lose to Appalachian State or somebody like that. They got there's a certain game that is on the docket for this next year that they got to look good and they got to win finally. And it'll be at home. And Michigan State will be at home. And Penn State will be at home. It's going to be an interesting year. They ought to be able to sell tickets. Well, and I agree with you. Michigan's going to have to show more. They have a uh, a very friendly schedule with uh, a large number of the of the big games at home next season. You know, the question I have about about Don Brown's defense is, you know, again, I don't see any other top ten teams running it. So, is it a question of that? You know, when you reach again, we talked about this before. Mich- you know, are you happy with Michigan being a top ten team? Um, you know, it's it's a definite improvement, but it, what do they need to do to be a top four team, or you know, a, a team that compete with that can compete with Alabama? And I think that's the question. You know, we saw hard. I, I, I think there's I think there's kind of a 
rudimentary answer to it that they got to quit being a one-trick pony on defense and a one-trick pony on offense. They do what they do very well, but they can't change it. They don't. They can't. They don't have the ability to look at what the other guy is doing, react to it, and stop it. They have the ability to run what they run and hope that it knocks the other people over. But when it doesn't, some of the adjustments don't come easily. Well, well, uh, you and, know, from and, play and to Andy, play. I, I agree. I mean, I think that's the question: is are they going to be good enough to impose their will? offensively and defensively and so far the answer has been no and and i guess where i'm getting at with the defense is you know okay fine you're you 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 know and and we can we can call it a gimmick defense because it is kind of a gimmick defense i I don't think that's being disrespectful i mean it, it is an outlier compared to what other defenses do so the question is okay great you put the personnel in you coach well you you solve your problems with aggression Okay, you're a top ten team. Can what do you need to do to go, you know, to, to increment to the top five, to a top four team? And frankly, um, you know, if you can't get by Ohio State, that's not gonna happen. So the question is what do they need to do? You know, and I know that, that you know uh, you know, a lot of people in the media are like, Well, it's larger this than just Ohio State. Well, listen, right now if you can't get past Ohio State, you are not going to achieve any of your goals. You're not going to win the Big Ten championship. You're not going to go to the college football playoffs. So, so right now they're the they're the bully in the way. You know, Michigan has shown mm-hmm. that they can beat Michigan State. They've shown they can beat Penn State. But what do they need to do to get past Ohio State? And and you know, last year Harbaugh made you know some some key strategic changes. And and we saw that the team increment up, right? Um, yes, you know, it did. This was a team that was in the running for the college football playoffs, that was in the running for the Big Ten championship. And, you know, by most people, uh, many people believed uh, had the advantage and was going to go down and, and um, beat Ohio State and Columbus. Well, that obviously didn't happen. So the question is, what does Harbaugh do now to earn those seven million dollars, and uh, you know that Peach Bowl bonus that he just got, and you know, one thing that that I'm disappointed with is he's not going anywhere. Okay, and let's just say that right now. I mean, he, he's there, he's there. Okay, um, the thing is, is he really doesn't share what he's trying to do, or um, you know what he's trying to do. You know, I, I tell people, I go. It's like a black box, you know, football, football knowledge comes out, you know, he runs the team, but you really don't get a lot of explanation. You don't get a lot of data, you know, and I, I was, I was talking to people, you know, it was interesting uh, driving back from Atlanta, um, everywhere I stopped people, you know, cause I'm wearing my Michigan gear. People would come up and ask me about Michigan or Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, I, I described it to one guy, I said, well, it, it, it's like being on an airplane and having a crash landing. Okay, and you you go walking up the aisle, and, and the captain comes out, and he does he just shrugs your shoulders as you walk off. Doesn't set, tell you what happened, and that's what the Ohio State game and the Florida game feels like to me. Is that we don't got a lot we don't we didn't get a lot of very exposition or explanation from Harbaugh about 
well, this happened. You, you know, it's just, well, they were better than us. And I'm like, well, yeah, we can see the score. We can surmise that. But, you know, you're the guy pulling the levers. You're the guy in charge of the X's and O's. What exactly were you trying to do that you couldn't do? And how are you going to fix it? And, you know, not only did, did he really not, you know, he wasn't very forthcoming in either press conference, right? But even, exactly. when, even when it came a time, you know, at the Michigan Awards ceremony, to kind of give a rah rah, we're going to go out and get him next year. You know, he he kind of punted on that too. So uh, you know, and and it, even to be it clear, you know, at the at the um, Chick Fil A Bowl, um, the media guy from the Beach Bowl comes out and says, "Well, we're going to start with a with a statement from the coach, and then we'll take questions." And Harbaugh just said, "Yeah, no statement. Go right to questions." And uh, again, uh, it's just kind of. I'd like, I'd like, I think that $7 million uh, should get us a little more exposition, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and you don't want to get rid of him because he has raised the level of the program. It's a hell of a lot better now when you look at it, even with these two losses, than it was when he started. It's going up a little every year. It's just going up too slow for some people. I'm one of those. I'd like to see it happen a lot faster. I'm getting too old to wait so long. Well, Andy, and I think, you know, the, the thing that kind of, okay, listen, I support Coach Harbaugh. I support Michigan football. But this is mm-hmm. not what we expected four years ago. No. And, no, and, that's right. And, and I think to me, anybody who, okay, there's a mindset out there that if, that if you're questioning how quickly the program is getting better, somehow you're being disloyal. And I would say, listen, anybody Anybody, if you go back four years ago and ask anybody what they expected by now, it was every, I mean, uh, to a person, there is nobody who thought after four years he'd be 0-4 against Ohio State. There is nobody who thought that he wouldn't have won a Big Ten championship by now, or at least been in the, the, you know, you know, gosh, we keep hearing about all these spring trips. What I really want to know is when are we going to Indianapolis? That, that's, that's really the key point. So, well, I, I, that I, is a key point. They've never been there. It's a crime that Michigan has never been there. You know, I, I'm aggravated that um, somehow that that you're questioning, you know, why certain things haven't happened. It, you know, it, it's a sign of you being disloyal. No, I, I'm just I'm disappointed. Okay, and Thank you know, you. It's, it's that's not going to change. I, I'm disappointed. Listen, I'm I'm still on the bandwagon, but me you know, too. I I thought the wagon would be further along by now. I did too. I did too. It hasn't gone like we wanted it to go, but it's one of those things that'll be really worthwhile when it gets here, and it's going to get here. Not if you ask Feinbaum and some of those. The, the uh, Arbaugh has detractors out there that do irritate me, like Feinbaum. But uh, he's done a reasonable job. He's he's won a lot of games. At, while he's been at Michigan, and uh, we want to reach down and get enough patience to watch him one more time at least and find out what he can do. Right. His team now. It's, oh, right. Uh, you may be interested in this. Uh, Rich Rodriguez is back in football. He's gone to the University of Mich- Mississippi as an offensive coordinator with his lawsuit 
about sexual harassment still pending. That hasn't, uh, nothing has happened on that and won't for some weeks yet. We'll see how that works out. That's why I was fired is what I read. I don't know. I have no personal knowledge of it, but it's kind of interesting to me. Well, and as far as former Michigan coaches go, Brady Hoke was recently let go from his NFL assistant job. So uh, Michigan assistants on the move or former Michigan coaches on the move. So, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with. Andy Anderson wishes you and Michigan football a happy new year. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.